This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen, and I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. Today I have a very special program. You're going to be hearing a message from my oldest daughter, Tamara Jean Hansen Goldstrom, and she'll be speaking on Hidden with Christ in Glory, and she shared it at her church. There were people in there making some noise, so you're going to have to listen very carefully. She starts off by asking them to imagine with her that they are Paul, the great apostle of the faith. She goes on by sharing how we are one with Christ and the veil is torn. She gives testimony of seven years ago. She heard the audible voice of God. And nine years ago, she found herself in the throne room of God and her name was there in the book of life. Now, let's go to the message. We want you to imagine this that you're a Paul. It's dark. It's perhaps cold. You can hear mice scurrying in the background. Mm. You're hungry, but does he feel it? You hear a cough in the cell next to you. What is Paul doing? He's writing feverishly, fullness of God within him. He doesn't even notice his surroundings. He is so overcome with the goodness of God and the fullness of glory. Mm. Now go to, with me to a completely different realm. This one is full of people who've gathered in expectation. They are excited. Paul has sent a letter. What is it that he will say? They can't wait to hear as someone reads. There's a hush in the room. Everyone leans in to hear the message. It's Colossians 3, verses 1 through 5. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, you feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities, not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God in Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will be revealed also. For you are now one with him in glory. Live as one who has died to every form of sexual sin and impurity, 
live as one who has died to the desires for forbidden things, including the desire for wealth, which is the essence of idol worship. So Colossians is four chapters long, and this is smack dab right there in the middle. And the first two chapters leading up to this, Paul is talking to the Colossians. Well, the whole book, really, is very tender, like a father talking to his children. This is actually the fruit of his three-year ministry in Ephesus. He hasn't probably met these Colossians. Someone who came to know Jesus through Paul's ministry goes and starts this church. So he hasn't even met them, but he's writing to them because he's heard about all of the philosophies and the different thoughts and ideas that are going on around them and even the different things they think they might have to do to please Christ. And he wants to set it straight that it is all about Christ alone. Come on. That there is nothing that we can do to add to the gospel that Christ, when he died for you and when he resurrected and came to life, that is enough. Mm. That's the first two chapters leading up to this. And then the last two chapters at the end are full of lots of practical stuff on how to do that in real life. So I want to share with you about seven years ago, I heard the audible voice of God for the first time. And I thought someone in the room must have heard him too. It was that clear. Mm. I was in the hospital with my mama, and she took her last breath. She had cancer. She passed from this life into eternity. And I heard Jesus say to me, do you trust me? And everything in me was like, no, 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 no. She can't go. She can't go. But I held on to what he said to me. That was my hope of glory is what got me through the months of grieving after that. I said, I will see my mom again. There is power in the resurrection. I will see my mom again. Yeah. Mm. That's right. So this, this passage here, oftentimes when we talk about this passage, that is what we are looking to, the hope of glory. And that's absolutely true. It says for that since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. So now I'm in the New Living version. And, you know, that is, that is the truth. That is the reality that we live in this life. Mm-hmm. How do we, we, all of us, do all of you want to make a difference, to have purpose? Of course, we want to grow up and we want to do big things for God. And um, this is how we do it, actually. It's actually setting our eyes on eternity, that this is just a a small part, it's a glimpse, a taste of what is to come. But this passage is is more than just that. It's also the present. It Mm. takes what Jesus did in the past, and it is also present He died, and we have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer us who live any longer. It is Christ alive in us. Mm -hmm. We are new creations. The old has passed away. Behold, we have become new. How do we live that way now? What does it look like to be one with Christ and full of glory? So I had this experience with the Lord, and I've had it actually twice in my life. And the first time was nine years ago. And I found myself in the throne room of God. And Jesus was there. And the Father. And the Father showed me my name written. Mm. And in that moment, I realized that I belonged. I belonged. I had a place in the throne room. It was my place. Yeah. My name was written there. And in my heart, I felt like the Spirit of God. I felt like in Romans we hear about this verse that Paul writes, Abba, Abba, and that rising up within you. And I knew I was born again. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so we see in this passage over and over, I won't read it all, but if you go through it, different verses, it says, your new life with Christ. Then it says, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life in your real life. You see this contrast between who we were and who we are. And look, put to death the sinful earthly things. All the bad things that you've ever done. All your failures, your sin, that is not who you are. You are a child of God and you belong. Your new life is hidden with him in Christ. So this last week, my children and I started preparing for Christmas. And I have five children. And we were putting up the Christmas tree. And as we put, we have like this white cloth that looks like snow that my daughter really loves. And we were putting it to hide the Christmas tree stands. And I thought of this, you know, preparing to talk to you today. And I thought, oh, is that what it means to be hidden with Christ and God? And then I thought about when I was playing hide and seek. My six-year-old Natalie, she always hides in the same spot, and she loves to hide in her stuffed animal bin, right? On her little face, and all her little stuffed animals. And when you're at a distance, you almost can't see where Natalie begins and when her, where her stuffies begin. You know, she's like hidden. And I thought, oh, we're getting closer to what it means. And then if you look, Jesus himself in the Sermon on the Mount, he's talking about being the salt of the earth. Then he gives this example about yeast and dough. Have any of you ever made dough, uh, bread with your mama or your grandma? You put the yeast in and you let it sit and it permeates and it becomes one with the dough. And so that you can no longer separate the yeast from the dough. Mm-hmm. It is one with the dough. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is who we are in Christ. We are hidden with him in Christ. Mm-hmm. There's no longer any separation between him and who I am mm-hmm. in him. Yeah. Yeah lives in me. The power of his resurrection is alive in me and I am a new creation. Mm. And Jesus, he has this prayer that he prays with Father before he goes to heaven. And he prays, he says, Father, I wish that my disciples would be one, like you and I are one. Mm. We are one with Christ. Mm. Last year, I was going to the healing rooms and I was so tired. I was just really, really tired. And I was driving and I thought, Maybe I should just turn back. I have no energy to pray for anybody. I don't have any faith to pray that they will be healed. And I heard the Lord speaking to me in my heart. He said to Mara, apart from me, you can do nothing. You go and you be faithful, you be yielded, and you're not going to have to do anything today. So I went and I ended up just experiencing the love and the joy of God. I laughed and I laughed on the floor and I ended up not praying for anyone. But here is the beautiful thing. People for three hours, um, Jared, who is our leader of that team in the healing rooms, he started to have this like thing. He began to bring people to me. They would they would put their hands on my feet and they would fall down also in the joy of the Lord and get up healed. Wow. And then t- towards the end, it became like this game between him and Chuck Perry of like, okay, now let's see how close they can get and not touch her before they fall down. Because <laughs> <laughs> God is so much fun. And I went away just so full of the glory of God and I realized something. It is not about you or me. It is not yeah. about if I feel anointed. Yeah. It is not about any of that. Yeah. Anything that I have ever done or will do. Yeah. It's about being one with Christ. Yeah. yeah. The power of the resurrection. Yeah. In me. Yeah. And that is for you too. This is not just my testimony, it is yours. Wow. 
last thing I want to share with you, and then I want us to pray, is this. The veil was torn. Did you know that there used to be a veil that separated the people of God from his most holy place in the mm. temple? It's like 20 feet high, 60 feet wide, 4 inches thick. When Jesus died on the cross, that veil was torn. There is no more separation. You can go into the secret place with God at home in your room. You can go into that hidden place with Him. And you can taste of Him and see that He is good. That is His hidden glory alive in you. Yes, we will have it in heaven, but we have access to it right now. Anytime, any moment, any place. I want you to put your hand on your heart. I want you to lean into the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We rule and we reign with you. We are seated with you in heavenly places. You have the mind of Christ. I want you to picture in your imagination Jesus. His blood is flowing through you. His his blood is flowing through your veins. Every fiber, every cell of your being is alive with Christ. His glory is alive in you. Now you're seated with him at the right hand of God, all power, all authority. What shall we do, God? What shall we do, Father? Heaven of God, come. Will of God be done in our hearts, in my family, in my school, in my neighborhood. Yes, Jesus, in Reading, in my church, in the nations, in the world. Yes, Lord, come. Yes, Lord, come. Yes, Lord. Amen. 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 Now, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this message. I'm so very proud of my daughter, Tamara Hansen. I should say Tamara Jean Hansen Goldstrom. She'll always be my little Tammy. She spoke this message December 2022. In a few minutes, we're going to listen to my three daughters who in August 2002 on my warning television program sang a beautiful song titled O Safuni Mungu. And Tammy will tell you what it means. But let me make a few comments. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 tells us, For by grace are you saved through faith, And not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Grace is what God gives us, and grace is what the church needs to give to other people to win them to the Lord and to minister to one another. We all need grace, and this is one reason we need to attend a church. 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. The Apostle Paul understood the loneliness of suffering alone. He also appreciated the fellowship of the brethren that ministered to him. Philippians 1, 3-5, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making request with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. So Paul used the word thank, which is the same root word as Eucharist. Eucharist is the word used for communion, the bread and wine, representing the body and blood of Jesus. 
The EU in Eucharist means well, whereas the second part of the Eucharist is charis, means grace. So Paul was thanking God for the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit was doing as his comforter, as the Lord had promised in Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and of good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he is he that go with thee. He will not fail you nor forsake you. Joshua 1.5. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13.5. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he had said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And John 14, 16, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. And again, the second part of Eucharist, charis, means grace. So Paul was not only thanking God for always being there inside of him to comfort and guide him, but he was also thanking the brethren for being there for him. He was thanking the church for standing with him in his crisis. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Through Christ. That's what Tamara said. At one time, she did not feel like praying for anybody. But through Christ, Christ did the healing. I remember years ago, I was ministering in Jamaica. I've been there nine times ministering. And this one time after ministering in the morning in Kingston, Jamaica, I had to go across the island, the nation, to where I was preaching in a church, the largest tent service in the nation. It was many churches, in fact, coming together, 5,000 people. I got there late. And when I finally got there, they had been just singing songs. They called me up, and I was totally worn out, totally worn out. But I gave a message. People came up for salvation. And then I went ahead and prayed for the sick. And I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I did not feel like it. I was totally, totally worn out, like what my daughter said. But yet, the blind in the front row, a woman couldn't see anything, couldn't even see me on the platform, a big platform. The power of God touched her. She fell over. Liquid came out of her eyes, and she could see perfectly all the way in the back of the tent. Another man totally deaf since birth. They brought him up to the platform. I touched him. He started swinging around and around and around and shouting because he could hear. I was totally exhausted. And I was praying for people. And I I felt pain come out of me. You know, the Bible says virtue comes out of you. Jesus had virtue that came out of him. And we represent Christ and virtue was coming out of me and I was hurting. And some of my people around me said, Pastor, you better quit. You're going to die because I would kneel down. I said, I can't quit. Just pray for me again. And as they prayed for me, I got up and prayed for others. Why? Because every single person was healed in that tent. Every single person. That wasn't me. That was God in me. That was Jesus. That's what my daughter was talking about. Jesus does the healing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus will use you. Trust in him. You can't heal anyone. Jesus can heal people. 
We are instructed to lay hands on the sick, and Jesus does the rest. Now sit back and enjoy my three daughters, Tamara, Talitha, and Kareen, singing O Safuni Mungu. And may God richly, richly bless all of you. What a joy to be able to sing this song for you. Praise God. O Sifuni Mungu. This song I first heard when we lived in Kenya. And it is sung in Kiswahili as well as in English. The English verses interpret the actual Kiswahili. It's a beautiful song, and it talks about all of creation declaring the glory of God, the glory of the true and the living God. And even Jesus himself has said in, in his Gospels that if the people do not praise me, the rocks themselves will cry out. And I love this song because it truly does declare and it cries out the glory of God. So please be blessed. All creatures of our God and King Lift up your voice and with us sing The burning sun with golden beam Imbeni, imbeni, the silver moon with softer gleam. Pazani, sauti, imbeni, viumbe vyote vya mungu wetu, na mfame wetu. Viumbe vyote vya mungu wetu, na mfame wetu. Pazani, sauti, ili nasimwimbe, pazani, sauti. All men, what do what day? All creatures, fume be Everybody, awa ye yote. Praise the Lord, si fumungu. All men, what do what day? All creatures, fume be Everybody, awa ye yote. Praise the Lord, si fumungu. Thou rushing wind that art so strong Oh, Sifuni Mungu Ye clouds that sail in heaven along Oh, Sifuni Mungu Ye rise and mourn and praise rejoice Imbeni, Imbeni Ye lights of evening find a voice Pazani, Sauti, Imbeni Vimbe 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.